You got me sitting in the back corner Cause I'm feeling kinda different When I'm picturing us kissing In your marble counter kitchen In the fourth quarter Of those finals that we're missing Cause I'm sitting in the corner wishing And your boyfriend's living seven borders away And I know you say there's no way But I'm picturing us kissing In your marble counter kitchen In the fourth quarter Of those finals that we're missing Cause I'm sitting in the corner wishing But she just looking for a best friend Welcome back to the Movie Draft House I'm your host Mark Joined by co-host Jeff Oh, you're going for the Grover sound, I think <laughs> Grover going by co-host, Maybe not Grover, maybe Macho Man That was more <laughs> Macho Man, maybe oh. You do Macho Man and I'll do Hulk Okay, brother. I to the cream of the crop that rolls to the top. Oh hey, yeah. Do you follow him on Twitter? Macho Man is long dead. No, not Macho Man. Uh, Hulk <laughs> Hulk Hogan. No, I don't. Hulk Hogan God, is not a good person. He's not a good person, but he is hilarious. You know, he has he has a down in Clearwater Beach. Uh, he's got a a restaurant that he that he hosts uh, every karaoke. No, he hosts a karaoke contest every, I think it's weekly, um, and he promotes it with his son, whatever his name is, um, and they're like, oh, brother, you can't, you can't sing like I can, brother, you, all those locals think they're the best, and I'm here to tell them they're not, and he's, oh, and he does the thing, and he Let does me the tell whole you something, Mark. It's a new month. That means new music. So let's get off of this. Uh, we've driven so many people away so early in the episode. Stick around. Anyways, anyways, uh, it's a new month, which means new theme, which also means new music here on the podcast. And uh, we want to give a big shout out to the Montreal, Canada alternative Ooh. pop trio. That's a mouthful. Say it three times fast. Three times fast. Group project, uh, with their song, and and so it's not a new song, uh, but it's their song, and it's maybe their most popular song, uh, but it's M C K, and those are abbreviations, and I don't know what it means, but the song is called M C K. Okay. And so you can find their music wherever you get your music from. Hit the show notes. Get all the links to all their social media accounts. They're doing big things. We appreciate them allowing us to use their music here on our podcast. Jeff. Hi. Please tell us what the theme of the month is. So the theme of the month is movies based on toys or featuring toys. So we said it could be like Toy Story even though those aren't actual toys, or it could be G.I. Joe, which doesn't have toys in it, but it's based on toys. We made it loose enough where Mark will actually be able to hit the target for once. Um, I, I, I almost I almost had a very raunchy, that's what she said. What would it have been? You missed the opportunity, and I don't know why you did that. I don't know. You said loose enough, and I was going to say that's what she said. Uh, I'm glad you didn't. It wasn't very good. We watched okay. Real Steel. From 2011, starring Hugh Jackman and Evangeline Lilly, as well as Anthony Mackie, and also Dakota Goyo, Goyo, who is uh, a young boy in this film, as well as Kevin Durand, who I don't see him in a lot, but when he shows up, 
He's always excellent. He's, he's always the bad guy. Yeah, and he's the, always great. My James Rebhorn is in this. Yeah, whatever. He's old and no one cares. What I want to say about Kevin Durant, and an underrated role in an otherwise pretty poop picture is when he played the blob in um, the Wolverine movie. Oh, yeah. With Hugh Jackman. But he was the blob in that, and he was so good as the blob. I thought, you know. Thank thank you for that. A uh, little bit of t- trivia here on the podcast. Anyways, uh, this film is directed by Sean uh, Levy? Levy? Um, what is your history with Mr. Sean Levy? Did he direct uh, anything I've seen? Probably. Let's let's go through it. Uh, I haven't is, watched Arrival yet. I I should, but I haven't watched it. He has he directed the the Adam Project, which is a Netflix original. Before Didn't that was it. Free Free Guy. Haven't seen it. Um Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. I've seen the first Night at the Museum. I've seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He directed one episode. Uh, I've seen Date, date, date Night. night. I have okay. seen Date Night. That's a he, fun. He directed flick. the original Night at the Museum. So I've seen that as well. But I will say he has not left much of an impression on me. None of these films are any that I uh, would come running back to, to to take another peek at. Well, I mean, he's so I think he's kind of in that J.J. Abrams, Steven Spielberg disciple mix right um so steven spielberg executive produced real steel here um to how much he was involved i don't know but his name pops up in the credits so take that for what it is yeah um but he's also uh a he's a sci-fi this guy this guy sean livy is a sci-fi uh director i guess here in his later director life um and I I saw Free Guy. Free Guy was pretty good. I've and, heard good things, and it seems like the type of movie I'd watch, but I haven't. Um, I only watch movies for podcasts now. Right. <laughs> uh, the Adam Project was really good. Both uh both Free Guy and uh, the Adam Project were it was a uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and then he's isn't he directing uh the latest? Uh, no, he's not. Oh yeah, he is. Deadpool three. So oh, um, so Hugh Jackman's back for that as well. Him and Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah. They like each other, I guess. What's not yeah. to like who, about who does Hugh Jackman, it? Right. though? Come on. Who doesn't like Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman? Like, this guy, Sean Levy, has got it made. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll Is see. that movie going to be rated R? Disney yeah. going to let him do it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what that's what I've read. Yeah. Uh, but anyways. Um, so have you seen Real Steel before this? Yeah, I saw it a long time ago. When it came out, I think. Um, honestly, when I first saw it, I just... You know, I didn't think much of Hugh Jackman just because, honestly, before, um, I mean, this is in uh, the height of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine days, right? Yeah. So, um, he, that's his most, then, and that's why that's really what got Hugh Jackman on the map was Wolverine, and and so he started getting cast in a lot of different things be, because of it, and I think this is a, this is one of them. And um, I saw it when it came out, and I just remember being like, oh, okay, let's go. That's all right. Um, what about you? I saw the trailers and was like, oh, rock'em, sock'em robots. Never going to watch that. 
I just right. didn't care. Um, now I had heard good things. Like the people who did see were like, no, it, it's fun, you know. Um, but it was just not appealing enough to me to to draw me in to actually sit down and watch it. Um, until I drafted it like a knucklehead, like a knucklehead. I don't know if that's gonna. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I did not hate this. Um, I it it doesn't do anything special, much like the the back catalog of Sean Levy to me. Uh, this is another movie I'll have watched and been like, that was fun, and put it away. And I don't ever see myself coming back to it. But it was fun enough. I uh, I don't like Hugh Jackman in this, right? Okay. Well, he does play He's, one of the I worst mean, fathers in the world. Right. All time. All time bad. I mean, dad. outside of being abusive, um. I would say he's he's about the worst dad you can be without being seen as abusive. He literally sells his biological he's child. He's an absentee father for sure. Yeah. Um I just yeah, and and this is it is probably on purpose, but I Hugh Jackman is a extremely likable character or actor. Um and he typically plays you know good guys, right? And he's a good guy here, but his character is appalling, right? Um, he's just, he's in it for himself. And I just don't, I didn't like the the decision to, I guess, cast Hugh Jackman as this type of character. Um, I mean, cast him as a, or write, write the character as a down on, down on his luck type character. Well, you know, he I, is I down did, on his luck. Well, no, but like, I didn't know I had a son type you know, guy, you don't you need to he make him. Extre- you abandoned him on purpose, right? But I'm I'm saying that the writers of this film, which has three, and that's a sin of all sins in film, is when you have more than two writers. Is but it's a testament to how it comes together. But here, um, but like, I just don't understand casting Hugh Jackman in this role and making him as unlikable as he is. Is because he doesn't really redeem himself at all. It's kind of uh, a weird redemption arc where, right. like, I would say he does redeem himself to some degree, um, but it, it almost feels like the wrong reasons, right? Yeah. So, like, he hangs, he doesn't really, he's not really into his son, but then once his son is able to make him money, then he's into him, right? Right? Because up until this point, the only thing that Hugh Jackman's character wants is money to pay back debts. He kind of really reminded me of uh, Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems, where he's just always gambling away his money, making really stupid decisions. Like at no point in the first act of this film or even into the second, really, do you see any value out of Hugh Jackman? He blows all his money on uh, bets, bad bets. He doesn't take any advice from anyone and he's an absentee father. And then when his son does come around, he treats him like shit. And the only reason he's hanging out with him is because he's going to get a hundred K. And it's not until I think halfway, not, not halfway, but a little less than halfway through the movie that we find out that Hugh Jackman was this um, former heavyweight boxer. And so we don't even get to really 
figure out the reason why. I really hated that arc. Like the whole thing of like, I don't, I don't box anymore. And then in the finale where he's like, dad, you got to do the mirror mode and, and show. No, I can't. I won't. I'm like, why the fuck not? <laughs> like you did it to train the robot, right? There's several scenes in this movie where right. he's training the robot to box and doing boxing and using his boxing know-how to win robot fights. It didn't make sense to me. I'm like, why would you? It's just this weird thing that's hanging over the movie that didn't make sense to me. And like, well, there's so there's so little of of it. So little is made of it. That's it's like. Why? Why are we told this? Why wasn't this story told differently if he's this former heavyweight boxer which obviously boxing isn't isn't a thing anymore because they have these robots, but um, like f- human boxing. But um, I just I didn't understand introducing that element at the, almost the halfway point of the movie and just being like, "Ha, <laughs> he's a former heavyweight boxer, so he can." F- tell I mean, Adam they did kind of talk about it a little bit and him being trained by Evangeline Lilly's dad and all that. So it wasn't it's like just an, out of it's the an blue. Expos- but it's an exposition dump when you didn't need to dump it, right? Um, you didn't need to have all of that information in one scene to just kind of tell you why he's there and, and to bring you back up to speed and then to set forth the the uh, the rest of the film. Um, it essentially foreshadows the the final sequence of the film, but I just I didn't I didn't like that I I didn't like that his his character is reduced to this like shyster, right? Um, he's just this guy that is just going around really stealing money from people um, or trying to. And, and we, we don't ever really know why until halfway through. And, and I just, eh, I didn't like it. I don't. So, um, the movie features robots fighting, which is why I picked the film because it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah. Um, Loosely based. Uh, yeah, I think it's inspired by it, but I personally would say it hits the theme. I think, uh, <laughs> no, well, not even that, but they are remote controls. They're essentially yeah. toys. They're just big yeah. ass toys. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's, I, I, I'd, I'd say you hit the theme. Yeah. Well, it'd be funny for you to say something like that. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm in a mood tonight. I, I and I, and the more we talk about this movie, the less I like it. But, um, so how do you feel about the action sequences, robot on robot mayhem? I, th- you know, for 2011, and we're talking what almost 13 years ago now. Um, I thought the CG is really good. Uh, here in this film. And um, I I enjoyed uh, more so I enjoyed the the final uh, well one I enjoyed the 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 Japanese robot fight yeah. where he gets decapitated and all that um, and then the the final fight uh, where he's fighting the you know Adam's fighting the whatever robot um, I did I did think the the fights are entertaining and I think that's what redeems a lot of this film. And, um, the, 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 I mean, the fights are fine. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, so it's a boxing movie. Here's, right? Yeah. 
okay, best boxing movies of all time. We're talking Rocky and Creed, right? I mean, nothing tops I, those. Uh, no, right. Those are you know those are on your Rushmore. Um, what the hell else I, is there? Raging Bull, which I've never seen. C- Cinderella Man is really good. Okay. Um, Southpaw is really good. Uh, the yeah. Creed movies are really good. That's what you I said. said. Creed, yeah. Rocky um, and Creed. Yeah, four four faces on a Rushmore. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. So the, here's the thing, and and the problem for me with this movie, comparing it to Creed or Rocky, is that I don't care about your robot. Yeah, I don't care. I and our main robot doesn't mean a thing to me, right? I just yeah, it, it's a robot, um, and it doesn't. So well, when that's they're the other. when it's in the ring and it's getting its ass kicked and they're all like, "Get up, get up, Adam, get up!" and everybody's yelling at the damn robot that doesn't have ears, "Get up!" I, I just don't care. It's not the same as a human having the will mm-hmm. to push through. Right. It is a robot that doesn't have pain receptors being told to get up. It's like, are you malfunctioning enough not to get up? It's not the same. And I just like there's Evangeline Lilly's in the crowd yelling at the robot, get him, put your hands. Up. I don't know. It just it, it it was a level of disbelief I wasn't able to get behind. Um, well, I also think uh, so. The, a little backstory here on on the the robot that Hugh Jackman and his, and his malign kid are uh, using. It's Adam. His its name is Adam, and uh, they find it in a junkyard scrap heap um, after the kid almost dies, and uh, he salvages it. And they use different parts from the Japanese robot, and it's a sparring robot. Um, and so, if you know anything about boxing, sparring is where um, you know you're you're going probably like eighty percent. And you're just working on different things, and so I guess this robot is designed to take a ton of hits. Um, and Which I appreciate. R- I appreciated that part of the story, where maybe this is an ancient model of robot that can kind of hang because it is so durable; it can sort of outlast yeah. other robots. So I appreciated that believability. Like I didn't have a problem believing that this robot was able to hang with the best of the best. It was right. like, I think that the movie did a good job establishing those things. Yeah. And, and you know, and there's a whole mon it's not a montage. Hey, it is a montage um, where Hugh Jackman, after we learned that he's a former heavyweight fighter um, is teaching the, the robot how to box. And um, I guess, you know, uh, be an offensive uh, fighter instead of purely defense, which is what sparring the sparring robot is designed to do. And um, I, I, you know, that, that part, like, like you, um, I was, I was on board with. And, and the last, the, the, the final fight is, is a really, it's, it's really good as far as formulaic boxing goes, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah. it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything brand new. So I'm watching it, and I and I'm thinking to myself: Are they going for the Rocky one ending, or the Rocky yeah. two ending? Right. And right, they right. went for Rocky one because honestly, there's only two ways. The only way it couldn't have been Rocky is if he just fucking gets destroyed, which right. 
wouldn't be a good movie. <laughs> like your whole time you're rooting for the hero and he just goes in there and gets destroyed in half a second. So it was either he he gets the uh what's the term? Moral victory, you know, where it's like well, uh, he, he, he wins he wins by decision. No, or he you know he No, no, no he doesn't no, win. Saying, he I loses. know, I know, I know. But you're Oh, you're describing you're you're Rocky trying to say won. he gets he gets the moral victory. Got it. Right. In Rocky one, he loses, right? Rocky right. loses yes. to, to Creed. But yes. everybody's like, Man, you went twelve rounds. That's basically right. a win. No one expected right. you to do this. Or in Rocky two, he finally beats Creed. So right. they went for Rocky one. It's basically the same thing. It goes to a decision, but everybody's like on board with stupid robot. And I the other thing is I didn't like the villain in this movie is not great. I really honestly think that so they have this sort of just uptight rich woman who runs the boxing league is the villain. Honestly, I think you recast her with uh the fucking uh Kevin Durand and run it back because Kevin yeah. Durand is appropriately like evil, but yeah. he's charismatic, right? That's the thing. I don't think that um the lead in the not the lead but the the villain in this i don't think she's charismatic enough to kind of carry the scenes that she needs to and isn't fun enough of a villain to watch whereas right. kevin durant is fun when he's on screen but you kind of still hate his guts and you wanted to see him get what it's coming to him i love the interaction between him and anthony mackie where he starts uh using like slang and stuff and it you know he's clearly being racist in a subtle way uh and uh i just appreciated that that arc when the bet falls through and anthony mackie comes and gets him and he gets his come on pits it just that works for me and i think it's because the 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 charisma of those actors works uh you know when he does show up to get his money back from hugh jackman and you're like this guy is a loose enough cannon where i think he would beat up a kid (laughs) <laughs> and they just buy him as a villain because he's so filthy. Okay, so, so uh, good segue. Speaking of kid, what did you think of Dakota Goyo? Uh, he um, was fine. Here as Max um, Not offensive, really, at any point, uh, but also not Haley Joe Osment, you know? So yeah. he was just kind of did his job. I think... So at the end of the movie, there's this emotional scene that takes place, which usually works for me and like boxing movies, like the ending of, you know, fucking Rocky or whatever. Specific, actually more Creed than anything. But and I think it worked to a degree here. Um, but he's got to like cry on command and he does an OK job. His eyes water up and a tear runs down. I don't know. I can't cry on command, but. Uh, you know, he does a good job. I, I, I have no complaints. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that scene that you're speaking of, it worked for me. I, I got, I, you know, um, uh, I'm a, I'm a sap in my old age. Me so, too. Like, um, I got a little like, Ooh, I feel yeah, things. Right. 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 Um, so, I, you know, I, and that is, and that's fine if the movie had done a better job of maybe, Hugh Jackman's re- redemption arc, right? Um, but it it's only until the last you know twenty minutes, thirty minutes of the film, and this is so this is not a um, 
a brisk film, right? Not at uh, all. Not at no, all. It is. It's over two hours, and it, it honestly it feels over two hours, and uh, which is not a good thing in my opinion for this type of movie. Yeah, and this so, feels like a buck forty-five style film. Right, and so you feel those extra minutes, and um, they didn't. Uh, the writers didn't really do Hugh Jackman any justice by trying to fill fill the space with him kind of like it's just a bunch of filler right they he he he's constantly losing you know bets and and this and you know he he just it's i don't know i, I know so here's my the movie was too long so let's do saying. this let's recast this what if we recast it and we get adam sandler in there because all the okay. shit you don't like about this Hugh Jackman character is all the shit that Adam Sandler does in Uncut Gems. Okay. He's actually not. I never, I never, I never said Adam Sandler was a good character in Uncut Gems. Well, what I'm saying is, is if we recast them, although he's not a boxer, he's just a schlub. So I don't know <laughs> that it would work. But I just, I mean, okay. So who do you put in that place then? As Hugh Jackman's place, someone I, who is physical enough to do the job but i i mean because that to would, me that would prob- the reason that, that probably works is because hugh jackman is likable and yeah. it's easy for us as the audience to kind of get back on board with him because we already love the guy you know but, but i'm saying like if this if if hugh jackman was and i don't know this but i'm just speculating um if if the idea was to write this film for hugh jackman which I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't understand why you would write this film like that. Um, write it to where he's just, he's this former boxer who is just, he's lost everything. His wife's dead. He didn't, like the son, he he gave up and, and he's just trying to, he's trying to climb his way back up and he gets reintroduced to his son and then they, they bond over a shared love. That's of what boxing, happens right? in the movie. So you've explained the plot of the movie. No, 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 no. I'm saying don't make Hugh Jackman. Don't write the, the character like it was written here. So write it to where he's write it to where he's not he's not fixate, fixated on money. He's just trying to he's trying to get back up on his feet. And I understand I'm, I'm describing the overall that, generic that's what plot. What happens in the movie? Okay, all right. He's you want to you want to go? No, you, sure. You, Let's you, fucking do no. this. No, I ain't you, scared. You, you describe how you would change this movie, and I'll fucking shut up. I'll just fucking shut up. Oh man, how many episodes in are we? I'll just fucking shut up. Is this the end? I don't know. I know you're you're like, oh, that's what fucking happens. But that's movie. what happens oh, in you the did, movie. You just described the fucking movie. The movie blah, blah, is blah, a blah. guy who's down you on ask, his luck. You, he owes a bunch of people money, and you're no. I'm saying don't don't write it that way. Don't write it to where he owes a bunch of fucking people money. Write it to where he's just trying to find his relevance again, um, without the fucking gambling debt and without the so you know. My problem he, isn't the gambling debt. So if you ask me how I fix it. Have him just not be so shitty to his son. I understand that he... I don't understand why his son's here. Well, because the mom died, but... Who cares? And he's the legal guardian. Who and cares about the son? There's no There's no point for the son. There is, too. The movie doesn't happen without the kid. But, but it can. This is a classic 
classic episode of the movie Draft House. Just go back in the library and look at the last few times, last time we've hurt each other's feelings. No, I'm saying, you didn't hurt my feelings. I'm saying this movie absolutely can happen without the sun. You just put everything on Hugh Jackman. You don't make anything about the sun. You make it to where he's, Hugh Jackman is the redemptive arc and he, he finds this beat up old sparring bot and he teaches it how to fight and then he puts the bot into the fighting and then he wins the fight. We don't need the sun. Nobody needs the sun. It doesn't need to happen that way. The love interest, Evangeline Lilly, she can still exist. Oh, she can still be in the nice audience. You. I'm just saying this: it, the movie doesn't need to exist how it does. Nothing does, though. What are we talking about? The whole movie doesn't you, need to exist. You came into this to this episode wanting to fight. I did not. I didn't think we were going to get. We were. You did. No, you I did. did not. You you think just we were you at the top of the at the this. top of the episode. You're like, I'm in a fucking mood. Did I say that? Yes, you did. Don't edit it back in. Like, don't take something I said later and put it up top. <laughs> I don't remember saying, saying that, but I, 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 I'm not in a fighting mood, and I honestly would have to find a movie I care more about than Real Steel to want to fight, you know? Like, I, I don't you, know. Drive angry. Oh God. But I don't think the kid is the problem. I think the, the way he not treats the, the kid is the problem. I think he is so far gone as a as a, a human, and his arc only turns around not because he loves his son. I mean, he starts to, but that's only because his son starts making him money, right? Yeah. It isn't even that his son's around all the time. They high-five over the robot, and this is the only thing they share is this love of the robot and winning boxing matches. And it's because he, like, I'll put it this way. My son and I don't have all the same interests. We have some similar interests. But me as the dad, I decided, oh, my son likes Pokemon. I'm going to try to get into Pokemon. That way I can have something to share with him. I made a sacrifice. He didn't need to be into pro wrestling, right? I'm the dad. I'll make the the change so I can have the shared interest. My the whole thing is is that Hugh Jackman his son falls in line with what he wants. And that's what turns him around. And that's my problem because if this kid fucking sucks at robots or the kid is into chemistry or fucking ballet or anything other than robots smashing each other, the movie doesn't end the same way. He goes back with his aunt and old ass uncle and that's it, right? That's kind of my problem. He's not, even with the redemption, he's still not that great because I don't think what he does is all that honorable (laughs) to like, well, it's not because he's like, hey, and the other thing is they get the big fight and he returns to get his son. If they don't get that big fight, what do we know? Right. Do, do, do they do, does he come back or does he go on living his shitty life? I don't think that the character actually has a positive arc. 
and I really don't like the callback to I'll keep your secret where the little boy believes that this robot has some consciousness and I'll keep your secret. And then at the end of the movie, Hugh Jackman is like, I just want to tell you. And he's like, it's okay. I'll keep your secret. No, fuck that. You've been an absentee father this whole time. Tell your son that you love him. I don't know. I just, I can't get does behind he? the character. No, does he won't. He, he doesn't. No, uh, yeah, that's what because I was saying. Because his son was... like interrupts him or whatever. And I'll yeah. keep your secret. Why would that be a secret? That's the whole problem is there's this unspoken, well, he doesn't love him to begin with. And he's an inconvenience no, right. when he comes back into his life. He's not, he doesn't ever feel remorse for the way he treated his son until late into the movie. But at that point, he actually needs his son to finish what he's doing because his son is such a big part of the robot fight. I, I, I don't think that the character is redeemed by the end of the film. Yeah, so that so that brings me to the problem of having three fucking people write write a screenplay, right? Um, is this that you get you get flashes of of decent storytelling, okay? Like the the robot arc, um, you know, I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed Adam's essential story here, even though it's a nonverbal character. Yeah, it's a rags the riches sort of classic right, Rocky right. style thing. Right. Um, but like then you have all the disjointed stuff, you know, even though um, uh, Kevin Durand and a- Anthony Mackey's parts were enjoyable, they're they're largely not needed. Um, and so they don't really serve a purpose other than being kind of just this side, these side characters. Um, but they're some of the best parts. Right. Like, don't sure. take them out. Sure. No, but like that's what I'm saying is that like the film feels disjointed in 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 the t- story it's trying to tell, and I think that's evident. And I and I all I will all I will go to my grave thinking that oh. if you have more than two people writing a screenplay, you fucking failed already. Um, because I've yet to see a film that has more than two people writing the 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 screenplay that's good. Um, and if it exists, I ain't seen it. And if I've seen it, I'll deny it. <laughs> yes, that is the truest thing you've said. Uh, you will deny the truth to just remain right. <laughs> Go back and listen anyway. to Hell or High Water or whatever the fuck that movie was called. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jeff, do you recommend this film? No, this is, I, I like it less now that we talked about it than I did. I mean, the ending kind of worked for me, but everything else didn't. So it's a pass. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. The more we talked about it, I was like, oh, this nah, trash. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to recommend it either. Uh, there's much better uh, boxing films oh, out there. Oh, shit. All the Creeds, uh, the first two Rockies, and that's it. All the shit you said before that I've never uh, yeah, seen. There, there's uh, there's good ones. I'm um, not into boxing movies. I, I just I, I like Rocky, and that's just about it. The uh, it, Cinderella Man is really good. Uh, with Russell Crowe and uh, what's his face as his manager. I should watch Raging Bull sometime. Isn't that your boy Scorsese? Yeah, Raging Bull's pretty good. Maybe we'll um, do Boxing Month one month. Oh, know. that would be good. Just going to watch Real Steel again. <laughs> no. Anyways. That's an unspoken uh, wh- rule, right? We never pick the same movie twice. Never pick the same movie twice. <laughs> good. Just like good. you don't talk about Fight Club. Um, what are we watching next week? 
Shit. Um, what the hell are we watching next week? I got it written down somewhere. Hold on. I get uh, we are watching The Fountain. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. I will quit. I quit. <laughs> we are watching Transformers. The first Transformers Oh, film. another robot movie? <laughs> you didn't know it was Robot Month? If it's robot, what movie would I pick if it were Robot Month? Terminator. Terminator 2. Yep, that's it. I would just pick both <laughs> Terminators. <laughs> that would be a hell of a good month. Yeah. Um, Robot Month might be a, a theme uh, that we uh, we have to put on the list. Yeah, I, I'd have to look around, but you'd pick the movie There's... Robots starring Ewan McGregor. No, I'd pick iRobot. I um... love iRobot. <laughs> I unironically love that movie. Kicks ass. Um <laughs> Uh, what? Uh, there's other. There's Bicentennial Man. God Let's go. no. Robin Williams. God no. <laughs> that movie's horrible. I haven't seen it since the theater, but I remember <laughs> hating it. And that's a that's a mid '90s film too. That movie's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we want to give another big shout out to uh, the band Group Project uh, with their song MCK. Uh, and uh, hit the show notes to get all the links to their social media. We appreciate them allowing us to use their, their music here on our podcast. Uh, and if you want to follow the podcast, our podcast on Twitter, or not just Twitter, we're everywhere now. Um, you can find us at Movie Draft House. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're on TikTok, Instagram, here on YouTube where you're watching us. Be sure to hit the subscribe button when it pops up so you don't miss any future content here on the podcast. Um, and if you want to follow Jeff, and be like, hey, bro, what does MCK stand for? I don't know. You can find him on Twitter at Podcast by Jeff. If you want to get in touch with Mark and say, Michael Bay, really? You could do bro, so, but I heard you liked on Twitter. Transformers 1 is classic. I Michael remember Bay. liking it. I won't deny it. I don't classic know if Michael I'll Bay. still like it. Because we're getting, I, we're getting, we're getting pre crazy Shia LaBeouf. Let's go. The second Transformers movie ruined it for me. I couldn't. I need to watch Bumblebee. That's what we should have done. Fucking Bumblebee. Oh well. yeah. I, did I see that? I don't know. Um, I saw the latest Transformers film and that was trash. But oh, I got uh, some robot movies. Oh yeah, I'll watch that. <laughs> uh, anyways, Jeff, you got any words of wisdom? Absolutely none. We'll see you next week. Kissing in your marble down the kitchen. You left for the week and asked me if I missed you. You went to the beach and sent me bikini pictures, but my oh my. Press and you can let me down easy, but I'm still gonna
I'll pretend that I've got options But all my eggs are in your basket Like you've got the secret code And I just cannot seem to crack it She loves it when I chase her Like that soda for your vodka I can't wait to say I've got you While we're kissing in your marble down in Chase her like that soda for your vodka I can't wait to say She just 